0: Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny.
1: And welcome to episode three of Phantom Faction Podcast. Uh, I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And we're here once again. I'm looking forward to this particular episode because uh, it seems to have some strange characters involved. And uh, I'm speaking of none other than what we ended off in podcast two. You were explaining about uh, hatman The Hat Man. The yes. Hat Man. Now, who is this Hat Man? And you said that he's like a worldwide phenomenon.
2: Exactly.
3: Yeah, um John and I have, have come face to face with him, so to speak, uh at our homes and we've done a, a little bit of research online and looked into uh the Hatman thing. And apparently he's uh whether it's a singular spirit or there's an army of them. Um there are websites dedicated to, to him mm-hmm. with forums where people can talk about their experiences, uh, in dealing with him or, um, him showing up in their homes. There's Facebook pages, uh, right. there's been books written about him and it's not just a, a North American thing. He's like, people see him in Everywhere. Australia Same and right. Europe and they call him the hat demon or the hat man demon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll let John tell you, uh, his story first cause it, he came to him, uh,
2: after investigation.
3: Time, right. Yep. Yeah. So we did an investigation, uh, Tony and I, Tony's, uh, the lead investigator from ship strange happenings investigators of the paranormal. So we got a call from, uh, uh or Tony got an email from a lady, um, from Oakville and Oakville's just out of tr- outside of Toronto. And she was having, uh, all sorts of strange things happen in her home. She was seeing tall hooded figures uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. So Tony and I did an investigation there, and uh, John did some remote viewing of her place as well. And uh, we think that's where John initially came a- upon him or across him. He was my first visit, yeah, and and he, first
1: time I met him. And he followed you home. Mm-hmm. So, so uh,
2: John, just explain uh, remote viewing again. What exactly is that? It's... um kind of where you just go into a calm state for me it's Mm -hmm. different for others I'm sure and just uh, begin to think about the location sometimes I don't even need anything and I can just go there and I've been able to describe it um, Mm -hmm. and get confirmation from people like from Tony and Dan other times they'll just send me a picture right and then from there it's just like I feel like I walk into the picture and I can move around and, and and kind of get a sense of what's going on and from there you know, I've been able to do things where you, you know, you, you, okay, you're hearing voices. This hallway here, your footsteps, and you have your confirmation. And then, so the first time I went to this home, and what really kind of piqued Dan and I was um, the, the child being touched in the sleep, and it was terrifying, waking them up, right? And so we we wanted to go and see what's going on there. Come across hooded figures, um, and I remember really I was uncomfortable with it. It was kind of the first time I encountered it, and I remember not long after that. Literally just out from, if you, my living room's a great big rectangle, and there's a door at one end, and just literally from the door area, out stepped, and I'm going to date myself here, but like it was like Dick Tracy, but he was all in black. Um, you got, you got the, the cap of the guy yeah. in the 50s and 40s. The fedora or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the longest tr- suit jacket. <clears throat> Some people see him with different types of hats, but everybody all over the world has seen this variation of a I would call a hat man. Um, it is even you know, and, and I've dealt with a few things now. Uh, it's still an unsettling experience mm-hmm. because it just literally walks out, and everyone will describe as they just they call him a watcher, is one of the terms they have. And he just kind of stood there, and the things that I've done to try to communicate, it just blank, nothing, right. and and it's a little and just kind of stand there. And the other th- part of it that's kind of kind of freaky is he's completely solid. And he just, he blocks the light. Right. So literally you're looking at something, step out, and now the wall behind him is just completely blocked out.
3: Hmm. Now, I recall when you uh, had first texted me about him, you'd, you'd message me and said, Dan, there's, there's a spirit. Uh, I think he's an older man. He's yeah. wearing, uh, he's all in black. He's wearing a black suit, black trench coat, black hat. And I think he needs some help. That was the thing that you'd picked up on and yeah uh, he said he, he did say i'm lost yes but this was quite a while he and, was there for hours before that and happened. he was looking for someone to help him into the light and, or to cross over and that's how i interpret it yeah and i guess he's a little bit of a scammer okay a manipulator and uh i guess tried to attach himself to you in a way and yeah
2: he so then when i, I said that uh, he said he needs help and it, and it wasn't like, like an audible it was in my my head i just i heard i need help and I now, he moved from my living room, dining room area, over to the kitchen where there's, if you just picture a doorway, and he was just standing there in my kitchen. And again, just a solid, uh, blocking the light. The lights are on in there. And it was at nighttime, but the lights were on in the kitchen. And so then Dan said, well, try and move him, like visualize the light and encourage him. And so then I did that, and then he paused, and then I began to, Make more details of them, and um, and I said, well, go ahead. And and I said, you know, and and a lot of theories are that spirits don't want to move on because of what they did in their life; Mm -hmm. they're afraid of judgment. And a a lot of uh, there's also belief that that's the past, and this is the doorway to the new, the the next uh, future life, whatever it's going to be for you. And I, you know, I said, you know, you can go on and, and and see what's out there for you, and. And I'm remote viewing in my house, so I'm actually physically, like, my my mind going over to him. And uh, he tried to – he wanted me to take his hand, and he said, I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said, whoa, you're not what you're claiming to be, and I backed away, and then he just vanished. Right. Yeah, and you have lots of stories of people that uh, – unsettling experiences with the hat meant. And so part of the reason why we wanted to bring it up, because we definitely want to hear – the faction's stories with the hat man. hmm
3: Apparently he's, uh, a lot of the stories that I've read and listened to is he manifests in people's bedrooms. They'll wake up and they'll see him standing at the end of the bed. Hmm. And, uh, a lady that I just spoke to recently, and we're going to have her as a guest on a pod in the future, um, she's dealt with him. And she said he came to her in her bedroom and she was the most terrifying thing she'd ever experienced. Right. And this woman is a you know, clairvoyant as well, so she's dealt with a lot of stuff. And uh, for her to say that was the most terrifying thing ever right. um, Get was, your a, attention. was a big deal, yeah, it got my attention for sure. And she said this happened about four years ago, and uh, right. nothing's happened since, thankfully. So this is more than just a shadow figure. This is a solid... He's like the granddaddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's
2: like the the captain of the shadow people almost. <laughs> okay. So. And, and you can make out the suit. That's the part that's kind of, you can make the distinct. Like, right. It's just like if you took, again, to date myself, Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. and just painted him all solid black. And right. moved, you can see his arm move. You can see the hat move when he turns his head. Yeah. But it's a solid figure that blocks the light. And yeah. when you, Dan, talked about they come to you at night, the thing that put me over the edge with it was I was woken up of a dead sleep and he was leaning over me on my bed and literally at one point he's like a foot away from my face and I felt frozen for a second and then I remember I forced myself up and then he just vanished and that's where you got in contact with a a, a psychic who has a lot of skills and we talked to her and she came forward with things that she was not told and okay she's legitimate and that's where she recommended I needed nighttime protection and where I ended up getting a, a lamp a selenite, a selenite lamp. lamp, and that was my protection, mm-hmm. and it stopped for me. However, I have seen him in my home, but he's never woken me up at night again, and that was terrifying for me. Like that, just i you know, I'd done a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. seen things move, and but to wake up and there's literally a foot from your face, this completely black mass, and you could make out the hat. I like recall
3: uh, the same night that you got the lamp, you told me that something woke you up and said, look outside.
2: Yeah yeah so I get this lamp and I want the protection at night and and we'll talk about this in maybe a bit in this pod but another one's about being drained of energy mm-hmm. unexplained energy draining and I was having that problem too for at nighttime. and yeah so i I was kind of woken up by this voice and it was I believe it was a guide it was just wanting to me to know that to, to confirm that hey what you've done here is the right thing and I said look in the hallway and it was like this, You know, you're talking about the knuckle draggers that I call them. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Yeah, but it was. So,
3: wasn't the man standing outside? Oh, that's right. Okay. Like in your yard or whatever?
2: And he was standing in the hallway. See now, old fart. Yeah, I am getting (laughs) old that way, right? Exactly. (laughs) They they drain your brains as well, but we'll talk about that another time. And um, yeah, and he was standing in the hallway, and I just sensed profound frustration and anger. And he just kind of word away after that. This lamp that was keeping him away, he was doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for some people, um, there's different theories on that. A a cross is what... uh, I think you have to believe in it. Right. And when I talked to this psychic, based on the information she gave me that I knew that she couldn't have known, that she just pulled it out of the air, so she has skills, I had such belief in that because I needed something Mm -hmm. to believe in and it's worked for me ever since. And Mm -hmm. every night I go to bed, I just click it on, it's on low, and... Sleeping good again. So we're gonna
3: talk about something here, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we mentioned to you briefly before this, and this is this is crazy. Okay. Like this is right out there. Like this is. Really, <laughs> Just strap myself. R- yeah, in the this chair is here. really is wacky <laughs> stuff. So, but John has been watching a lot of uh, uh, paranormal shows on Travel Channel and yep, people's experiences, like that. and yep. other people have experienced this and. Uh, is these th- this hat guy, this hat demon or whatever? He has these little creatures that are attached to him. Mm-hmm. John calls them the knuckle draggers. I call them the lizards <laughs> because they look like tiny little lizard men. Mm-hmm. But they kind of I can't it, even describe. It, it almost
2: the, what it looks like is a, a turtle without the shell. Okay. With and, longer front legs. Yeah, and and they scurry along the floor. Like, yeah, they kind of, walk like, kind of okay. walk like a gorilla. Kind of walk like a gorilla, right. right? And, and that, that's how I've got to this opinion that the Hat Man is like a—he's evil. I don't know. How I want to use the word demonic, but he's he, he's he's there to cause trouble. But right. and this is kind of his crew. But
3: these if you things will. are energy drainers. And I talked to a very well-known, very prominent psychic medium, and I we talked to—I think I mentioned her briefly on the second. Podcast. She only deals with demonic and malevolent stuff. And she knew all about these little lizard things. Mm. And she said, oh, they're, she says, they're little buggers. She says, we're just food to them. And basically what they do is they just drain your energy. So if you're, uh, you know, if you think you have something in your home and you're always lethargic and tired all the time, you're, you know, it's not like you, then that might be something that uh, could be affecting you. And I don't know where they come from. You know, if it's, I mean, (laughs) like I said, it's a, it's, this is the most bizarre thing that John and I have run into these Mm -hmm. little lizard thingies, but, uh, other people have experienced it. And, uh, this website that I was on, uh, that's devoted to this hat man, uh, people have mentioned it and said, oh, he's got these, these little, uh, lizards. Mm-hmm. With them, uh, they called them mantis. Yeah, they yeah, got mantis seen. aliens or something, and it was like, oh my god! <laughs> you wow. know, it's yep. one thing to deal with, uh, you know, a grumpy old spirit, right? that, yeah, that smacks you in the face, but uh, yeah,
2: to deal with something like this, that's totally. And, and we knew something was wrong, alien. because yeah. all of us who had been involved in that investigation were exhausted. Yeah, like we all. We, and, and I was sleeping
1: until like one in the
3: afternoon. Yeah, we knew something and, uh, was wrong.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Can you relate this to uh, people talk about the Men in Black after uh, an alien experience? Yeah, the men and in I black and, and I have
3: uh, done some research and found some websites that have talked about the connection between him and mm-hmm. the Men in Black, and
1: and maybe there's a connection aliens with the little... and things
3: like that. But right? uh, I don't know. We're I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what to say about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. You know, I still yeah. shake my head at it. But uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, we're just we're just food to them. Right. just just energy yeah
2: and this was a newer experience because something we had not ever seen before right just you know angry spirits and things and and right. when we realized that it was a worldwide phenomenon and you you read about it yeah and you hear stories from everywhere we thought well we're going to bring it up on the pod because we know that there's going to be somebody in the factions experience this and we want to hear your stories as well um i'm not gonna i don't think we have an explanation. To say this is exactly what, it is. but it's just it's a phenomenon that's been seen worldwide. Yeah, and we can only relate what we've experienced as well. Right. So yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. And, uh, Don't claim to be experts. It just no. that's We're this learning is the as we go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you sometimes sketch what you see. When What's I try one to one?
2: relay it to Dan, yeah, um, I've I've tried to, to sketch and. Uh, um, um one day, like Dan's an excellent artist. I'm hoping he's gonna compile some of these things as it gets implanted in his brain. Um, but but it was so otherworldly this thing. And uh, there are times you see them and they're like uh, like twenty five percent materialized and and I've had an occasion where like literally it was like I'm looking at you. It right. was hundred percent there and and I, the only thing and and Dan mentioned is it's too bad you didn't have something. Throw at it and see if it'd bounce off it because right. it looked that real. Lo- well. I, I've never seen a spirit of any kind look that solid. I've seen close, right. but this was like just so like you could touch it.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: yeah, you couldn't see through it. It blocked any sort of light. Oh, exactly. It was like a real, like a little creature. Li- yeah, little yeah. creature. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to explain. And, but but there will be people out there, I guarantee, that are going to hear this. Go. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what exactly you're talking about. Right. Because we know we're not the only ones. It we're is bizarre. The hmm. but wow. There's That's a lot right. of
3: things out there that we can't explain, right?
2: And the faction <laughs> is going to have all kinds of bizarre stories for us in the future. I know it. I'm looking right. forward to hearing them. Yep. And you can uh, tell us your stories uh, by emailing us, com
1: And uh, check out our Facebook page, Dan and John sharing some great experiences with us on the Phantom Faction podcast. We'd like you to do that. As well, and we're going to have some guests in here in future programs. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, some psychics. We
3: have a, a lady who's a shaman, I believe. Yep. That, uh that is right. going to come on. We have a witch, mm-hmm. uh, a couple psychic mediums as well.
2: More to be announced. These guests,
1: whether it would be a psychic or a shaman, they, they, it all relates into uh, Oh for sure. yep they're in, just titles, right? Right, exactly. I'm uh, sure
3: they, have, they all have interesting stories though. Oh, yes. That's that's going to be the best part. Oh,
1: exactly. Uh, Any other um, creatures or anything that uh, you may have seen, John or or Dan?
2: Oh, where do we start? Um, John's got a good one. Yeah?
3: This is the little guy, the one climbing up your chair.
2: You have to to tell that one. Okay. okay, (laughs) um, So a lot of – how do you word it? It it seems like – when you begin to, to tune into some of these things that are around you, the more that gets tuned in. Right. And um, I will get a sensation, and I know that something's going on. And it's just kind of like I get, try to get quiet and, and just observe what's going on. And I also sometimes – my cat will react. And to the people that I babysit their dogs, I apologize. Your dogs sometimes get terrified when they're in my house, and they help me realize (laughs) that something's there. And um, I had an occasion where this is back when I was dealing with the spirit we said in pod one, Big John. And um, I was getting better with it but still not doing well. And um, I just quickly turned to my left because I felt like someone was right there. And there was how do you describe it um uh, this thing about a foot tall crawling up the chair <laughs> and it was like this thing when it saw me look at it its eyes got big and its mouth opened like uh-oh he sees me holy crap <laughs> <no> <laughs> can see me right yeah and then literally just gone right and gone and then after that then the heebie-jeebies Because it's like, okay, I saw that, and it was like, and it wasn't like when you see a spirit or an apparition like people are used to, that it was like, you know, like 25% there or what have you, or I could see through it. It was as real as, Mm. and I remember my cat was just staring, like, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you saw it too, Mm. but you can't talk and kind of confirm it for (laughs) me. But um, so part of what we're doing here is we're opening ourselves up so that we're trying to let you guys know there's nothing that you are going to tell us. That we're gonna go, okay, hit the mute button, this guy's crazy. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, well, of course, we're gonna talk to you and vet it and, and through whatever communication form you're comfortable with, but we wanna hear your stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this thing, when it showed up, I, I got an overwhelming sense of negative. And that's part of what's out there in the world. There's good granny that comes around and she cares about you and, and sure. there's other things that people need to be aware of that are less than desirable attentions, right? Right,
1: and you touched on uh, animals. Um, that's got to be one of the the great paranormal tools, right there, cats and and dogs. My poor cat, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your
1: cat must be a, a basket case.
2: <laughs> well, you know, will um,
3: I'll, I'll the poor thing's been kicked and
2: I'll bounce it off of my better and half, and we'll maybe we'll submit some pictures on our Facebook page of uh, pictures that I've taken of things going on in my living room. Mm-hmm. And where the activity is in the picture, you look at my cat is looking dead at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And John sent
3: John sends me these pictures. He's like, look at the cat.
2: <laughs> right. The cat's Stared, like, right. like
3: staring at the wall or staring up the stairs. Yeah. And I'm like, and, oh, he's yeah. poor little bugger. He's he's got his radar on and he's.
2: Yeah. yeah. And there's um, a lot of people have their pets will act up and get kind of strange. I have actually seen my cat slide across the floor from a standstill, and it's like he was shoved. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then him turn and hissing with his ears back at something that's not there. You can't see anything. Right. Um, so, you know, that's another way. Pay attention to your animals. Yes. Um, sometimes they do crazy things and they nothing to do with anything. Um, I've actually watched my cat be agitated for I didn't know why. And you know how a cat will get its fur standing up? Yep. And there's just me in the room, nobody else. And I've actually watched where... And I know my cat can't do this. Uniformly from the back of his neck to his tail, it was like somebody patted him. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of calmed down from there. Right. And, yeah, like my cat is, I don't know how many lives he's been through, but yeah. i he's going to be <laughs> short-lived because the poor guy is just the things that go on. <laughs> um, yeah. And he notices it all. You, right. You can see it. You can see it.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that with uh, our cat too, uh, oftentimes uh, staring, at you know, uh, just getting up. Like laying at the end of the bed and then getting up and staring out the uh, the door of the bedroom. Yep. And it seems like at yeah, nothing. It's like what? There's nothing there, you know. And you're figuring, okay, well it was just a bug or something like that. Uh, but then it it settles down and like and starts purring like it's being petted. Yep. It's like okay, there's somebody here. See, my you know? cat doesn't so, react
3: to anything. Yeah, is that which right? is weird. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe my cat's not uh, in tune or whatever. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> or she's some... just good at ignoring everything. Exactly. Yeah. Ignoring the living uh, and ignoring. Yeah. And I know stuff.
1: people have plenty of stories out there about uh, about their dogs reacting and barking at nothing yep. or seems to be nothing to us. Uh, and then finding out later, you know, that uh, a spirit in the house or.
2: Yep. Unexplained animal uh, fear for no reason. Things that are out of character, yeah, there's another sign of it as well. That's right.
1: So maybe you've got stories about that, and we'd love to hear them. Uh, PhantomFaction at Outlook.com is our email address. Love to hear your stories and uh, anything else, any comments that you have on the program, anything. uh, And we'll do our best to get back to you, uh, however you want us to get back to you, whether it's email or by telephone, uh, but we will certainly do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. And we're on Facebook under Phantom Faction, so do take a look at that as well.
0: You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at Phantomfaction@outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny.
1: We're going to talk about the uh, theaters uh, that that we've been in we've been in a in a couple actually mm-hmm. uh I know ship has investigated uh, at least three probably and you often wonder well you know why are why are theaters so, so so popular yeah so popular with spirits or people say that you know they're they're haunted or and they seem to have some legit stories mm-hmm. In, in the theater. So I'm not sure whether a spirit feels comfortable. They were once a part of that theater or um, sometimes I, I think uh, one investigation that we did it was uh, certainly an investigation that not only covered the theater, but the whole downtown area, it seemed.
3: For some reason, I mean, I, I never heard any real stories about the Fergus Theater. Uh, if anyone's looking for Fergus on a map, find Guelph, Ontario and just kind of look up a little bit, mm-hmm. just north of uh, Guelph. Fergus is a very old town. Um, some people consider it to be the most haunted town in Canada because when you Google the most haunted town in Canada, Fergus comes up. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like a little, a little battle between Niagara on the lake and, and Fergus. Right. And uh, all, the, all the buildings downtown that run along the Grand River, so there's your source of power, right. uh, are all made of limestone. Yes. And limestone, according to the experts, contains spirit energy for some reason. That's why Kingston, Ontario is, is so mm-hmm. uh, apparently haunted as well. It's called the Limestone City. Right. Um, So we, I walked into the Fergus Grand Theatre and I asked for permission. And uh, the, the people there are fantastic. And they said, yeah, go right ahead. They gave us the keys to the building and gave us free reign and you were on that investigation with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was with ship and we had Tony and Kareen there and Michelle and and yep. Barb, we had a packed house. Mm-hmm. It was a quiet investigation. One of the quietest ones that we've had, we didn't get a lot of EVPs, yep. um, Corrine and I were on the stage and we, you know, this is one of the investigations where I was adamant about having all the lights out. Right. Like usually we, you know, you have to have some lights on and you're tripping over mm-hmm. things and banging your shins and that kind of thing. And you, Danny, were sitting in the, the theater in the back row or close to the back row and mm-hmm. Karina and I were sitting on the stage, uh, in the back and we could hear what sounded like a dozen people settling in the chairs off to the one side. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, it was, it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah. um, it was a fairly quiet evening. But you had also said that it seemed like you could see people sitting in front of you in the dark. Right. And uh,
1: – Yeah, when all the lights are out. And when, when I did hear the shuffling, it, it sounded like – well, chair seats, basically. Yeah,
3: it was to your right and to our left. Yeah, exactly. And it was like... Uh, you know, I thought it was you guys. Yeah, we first. couldn't see each other because it was pitch black, but it was like, Danny, you out there? You're yeah. like, yep. And I'm like, you hear that? And you're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was you. <laughs> and, and it was sounded like 12 people sitting in a group uh, yeah. taking their spots. Yeah. And this is where John was doing his remote viewing, mm. and he said he could see at least a dozen people sitting in the theater. Right. Uh, spirits, yeah. But there was uh, one spirit there that wasn't uh, happy with us being there, and I'll let you, uh,
2: John. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was kind of like trying to herd those people away from. So they they, they were trying to sit away from you guys as far as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, he had communicated. I, I heard him say like, um, don't, "Don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to anyone. Like no contact." And for the most part, they they obliged them. It's mm-hmm. uh, right. So Dan went uh, there prior to the investigation. He sent me a picture of the basement, and I told him right off the bat that I said there's something about that basement, and mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. Never been to the theater. I don't live anywhere near it. And um, uh, so then he sent me a picture, and then like I did my thing where I just kind of walked into the picture, and right off the bat, it was in 30 seconds this angry guy just comes out of the wall and just f bombs get lost and get it. and he's that was Henry yeah and and, and talking so fast he's he um mm-hmm. you know he's just raging in anger and, and wagging his finger at me and and looked like wearing kind of older clothing and he was just and and even then when he went back into the wall he was still just chewing on me like get you the, mm-hmm. the and just f bomb Right. Galore. But he wasn't the spirit that was controlling the others. No, no. So then there's another spirit there, and that one I couldn't get a sense on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, got a sense of a powerful spirit. Um, Very old spirit. Yeah, right? been around a long time. Um, could care less about me and was not bothered by me. Just kind of, you know. And I told you guys that I can't figure out if this is demonic, if this, you know, I didn't know what it was. Um, and he was kind of like the controller of the whole thing. And you got some information from another psychic. And then I said, he's up and down this whole road. That's what I, I told Dan. He's up and down the whole Fergus, that road there. Yep. Yeah. So
3: yep. there's, I, I certainly won't give the name, but there's a business on the same street mm. just down um, mm. from the theater, not too far, maybe a two-minute walk. And if you lift the uh Inside this business, there's a, it's a wooden floor mm-hmm. and there's a, uh, like a hatch, like a trap door that you can lift up and go down. There's a, a, a dirt yep. basement floor. But if you go down there, there's all these crosses that are stuck in the wow. dirt and on the walls, uh, underneath the business. Wow. And, uh, I haven't been down there yet. Uh, I've,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I, I want to, <laughs> Right. but, uh. John seems to think that the crosses are down there because of this spirit, this... uh, It was tormenting a business owner, yeah. This alpha male um, spirit, this old spirit that he was talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it seems like he's almost, uh, I don't know how to... He's like the spirit boss of Fergus, Mm -hmm. and he does his thing up and down the street he will cross the river and go to the uh, uh, the businesses on the other side, wow. and there are and we have heard that there are in one of the places over there. There's a, a psychic medium that was invited in, and she wouldn't go into one of the the businesses. All right, wow. And John seems to think it's because of this guy, right? But yeah. getting back, uh, just recently, I was speaking to uh, someone who's very in tune. Mm -hmm. And he used to live in our area, but now he lives out near Windsor, Windsor area. And he was like, and I was telling him about this dominant alpha spirit that uh, John had dealt with and was hanging out in the theater and up and down the street. And he says, oh, he says, that's Thomas. I was like, oh, "Oh." (laughs) I said, you have a name for him. He's like, oh yeah. He says, uh, he says he's miserable Mm -hmm. and he is, was crazy when he was alive and he's crazy now and he says I've tried to break him a couple times and move him. He says I just can't do it. Wow! And yeah. he's just dominant and yeah. This uh, this other psychic has tangled with this spirit a
1: couple times. He says yeah, I, I can't get rid of him. I can't. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know uh, just going back there, just when I was sitting in those seats, and mm-hmm. then after we had heard the you know, the seats or whatever. Uh, Shifting and moving? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was sitting there and then I'm just, I went over at one point. I didn't see anything or hear anything more. I went back and I, I reset in my chair where I was sitting. And it's just total darkness in there. So you you could still make out a little bit of the seats ahead of you because of the angles and everything like that. But you could almost see heads like just the blackness of heads mm. that were darker than you know the darkness yep. that was there, and they were scattered they weren't just all in one area, but they were scattered, but uh yeah, totally ignore me though mm-hmm. you know where uh you know they w- they weren't gonna turn around or they weren't you know they weren't moving it was just they were stared straight ahead at the stage, so. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of a weird feeling because yeah, like, well, and there are well, people in here. <laughs> a lot of the EVPs that we got
3: and some of the ones that I've heard already, they were super, super quiet. Yes. It was almost like they didn't want this other spirit to hear them. Yeah. And the only way you would know, at least where I put my recorder up in the balcony, mm-hmm. um, you'd hear a little knock. Right. And then, and then there'd be, oh, you know, the other yeah. And uh it was almost like they were like hey like listen for the knock and then I'll say something.
1: Right. Cuz they were being
3: sneaky about it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I uh, got
1: that one EVP as well up there in the balcony.
3: And was there a knock as well?
1: Uh I'd have to re-listen to it again. Yeah,
3: everyone that we got they they gave us a yeah. little warning knock first and then yeah. and then they spoke up.
1: It sounds it's, a, it's a, a light voice though, sounds female, uh and and basically what I heard was uh and, you know, I know him, is what, what the voice said. Oh. So I don't know whether they meant me or whether it was at the time I was talking about A, a I thought I saw a shadow movement, but it turned out just the doors were open and as cars went by. Mm-hmm. But uh,
3: Now, this spirit, this uh, alpha spirit, the dominant guy, mm-hmm. um, Thomas, was nice enough to
2: show up at John's house, as they usually do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great, yeah. When I tried to, re- to remote view, um, he kept kicking me out of the theater it was just like i'd be in i'd be there for a bit and he would just kick me out and it was just like and i'd be right back in my living room again and uh yeah he showed up at my house and uh yeah he he woke me up from my sleep and and i remember and he was in my hallway and he was just like like raging at me and and a lot of things too and the other people if you hear this if you're having this happen around your home you got something going on they will try to present themselves as big as possible for maximum intimidation, or yeah. scarier but, than they actually are. Right. Exactly, actually are right. And I remember, I and I was really tired uh, when I try to remote view. I, it does exhaust me. And I remember, I just I gave them the finger. It just said like, yep. bleep off, f off. <laughs> yeah. And um, and but I do remember and like and, and sometimes when they show up really big, I maybe I get a little intimidated. Back to the days of this Big John spirit. But then Dan and I did talk about it later. And I was getting these things in my head, and it was like, you know, he's an entity and all this kind of thing. And I think that was him trying to, you know. Portray you know. himself That something. He's it's gone. almost like in sports, you know, trash talk the guy, right, you know, and sure. what have you. Yeah. And um, we talked later, if he was that powerful, like why didn't you do more? Right. You know, um, and I'm, but I'm not the type of person to, I don't invite them to do things because mm-hmm. I've heard horror stories that people have relayed where they've invited and all of a sudden now they got things they really don't. Yep. Exactly. Attachments that they don't necessarily want, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, as far as investigations go, um, and maybe this is a topic for you know some some other show as well, but I'm just thinking, we always do investigations, or we try to do them at night. Yet, a lot of people that have had uh, interactions, it's happened during the day. So why why do we investigate at night? Well, because it's quiet.
3: Right. right. There's no, uh, there's no interference. There's no, usually no, uh, yeah. employees or families that are going to interrupt, you know, because when we do our, uh, digital recordings, to get the, the EVPs you want it to be as quiet as possible. Right. You know, you don't want any background noise. You don't want dogs barking. You don't want cars mm-hmm. speeding around. Um, yeah. so you do it at night when it's, it's everybody's an, usually. It's a noise factor. Yeah, definitely a noise factor. But, right. uh, I don't know. I think for me, uh, maybe John too, you kind of open yourself up a little bit more at night as well mm-hmm.
2: to spirits. Right. And uh, I don't know.
3: Just maybe I, I get
2: things go on daytime and nighttime. Right. But I have to say the things that are the most profound and memorable, mm-hmm. it's almost exclusively at night. Right. I've had a few things in the daytime. Uh, uh, the door fly open and you yep. know, like, and you can hear it just like swing it open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank God it never happened at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The most profound things happen at night for me. That's, right. you know, I don't know if that's their the, the witching the, hour. You just had
3: your door whip, get whipped open recently, didn't Yeah,
2: you? yeah. Um, and my, my teenage daughter seems to have my affliction. And when she comes in, the two of us seem to magnify things. And yeah, and she heard it. We, those three of us in the room and the door just fly wide open. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the things that's a, you know, people say, well, did the wind blow it open? Okay, first of all, it wasn't windy. And you also have to know my cat. He's an indoor cat. Any opportunity to escape, he's, he's taken it. You know, if, if someone's leaving and they linger at the door too long, he's gone. Here's the door fly wide open. No one's near it. He has a great opportunity. My cat will run upstairs and hide. He'll run to the basement. Or he'll run to us. And he knows. <laughs> that's again, that's where my cat is on his seventh live already. Um, but th- yeah, we've had that. Uh, the door fly and it's violent when it does fly open. Right. Um, uh, but the worst things and the most things are seen. It's nighttime right. in my house. Yeah. yeah, that question actually
1: came from a friend of mine. He, you know, because yep. he, he likes to watch the paranormal uh, programs well on television, and he, you know, he says they interview these people say at museums and stuff, but it always happens during their business hours. And of course, you can't have an investigation going on during their business hours. No, but yep. you know, the things do happen. Uh, you know, in the afternoons as well. It, it's no specific time, but, yeah. but if the, yeah.
2: If the location was quiet, my personal feeling is you would still see a lot of things happen in a haunted location right. at the daytime. If, it, But Dan's right. You don't want to have things that you're hearing on the EVPs and mistake that for something. Right. But if it was all quiet, I think, yeah, you'll find things if they're there. I oh, Yeah. Do. yeah
1: people talk about, do we call it a witching hour, but 3am for some reason. Yeah, well, I think
3: that's a Hollywood TV Is it? kind okay. of thing. Yeah, so, I don't know.
2: So. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I don't stay up that late anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did go through a stretch when I was having a lot of problems with that original spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was actually eerie, and it began to kind of creep me out. I had I couldn't remember how many days in a row I'd wake up and i look at the clock and it'd be exactly three. Well, right. It was it, that was a strange and and how did like how could you wake up seven eight nine or more times? Yeah. Um, and that's when I was having the sleep deprivation problem and three o'clock and I'm wide awake and I just we're still on the topic of the theaters. Yes. And it, that's one that you did that I wasn't at. Right. And
1: and that building is, uh, um, it's an interesting building. It's actually the third town hall theater that's been on that particular site. And, but lots of activity in there too. Yeah, and you know what? Not real scary activity at all. Uh, I was involved in uh, two investigations there actually, and we've got some EVPs. We got some EVPs on uh, like a singing woman, and and mm-hmm. this was late at night. This was done in the in the overnight period, and um, a shadow man as well. Apparently, shadow man that came uh, out of the theater itself. Um, uh, myself and uh mike was his name uh an investigator as well we were uh, in sort of the the lobby going into the theater but we were sitting there and we had uh, one of the chairs by the theater doors and uh he sort of i was kind of facing him at the time and he had his back to the theater door and all at once i sort of saw this blackness come out of the theater and yeah, think, I'm thinking. Okay, I'm really tired. I don't know, you know, whether I'm seeing this or not. But he sort of jumps and he's like, "Oh my God, did you see that?" Right, and and then I'm go. like convinced that okay, what did you see? Right, and he yeah, says, "Man, it was like a blackness." And it's then, always
3: good when someone else sees it, right? It makes you feel better, and you're like, "Okay, I'm
1: not." Yeah. Nuts. And, and, and then. He says, Here, you sit here. <laughs> I'm new at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new at this. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, right? Yeah, the, so I sit there the for bait. a little yeah. while. And you know what? It was not a frightening experience. It was i I'm not gonna say it was a loving experience either, but it was just this the blackness, this shadow had come out, but it sort of enveloped the area, but it you know, sort of like hugging you type of thing, but it wasn't scary at you all. You didn't get a bad feeling from no, it? No, no, not at all. And then at that same point, and we actually never really caught it on the, on the recorder, but uh, this was another thing that just kind of proved the fact that, you know, another person there hearing the same thing as you. Because I'm sitting there in that chair. Again, I'm fairly tired because it's got to be 2 or 3 in the morning that we're doing this investigation. And I start to hear, like, I think I'm falling asleep basically, but I'm hearing this woman singing Like and it seems to be coming from above us, which would be the balcony area or into the theater area, I guess. But I could hear this singing, and then Mike again, all of a sudden, says, "Did you hear that?" And I'm, I like, kind of wake, you know, to a startle, and I'm like, "What did you hear?" Right, and he says woman singing right and i was just like i was blown away i was like yeah (laughs) you know i heard it too we listened back to the evps we couldn't really hear too much there was a little bit on there but it wasn't you know enough to be convincing on you know on the recorder but uh to uh, for us to both hear that because i didn't tell them what i heard no you know and then he says, a woman singing, it just, it threw me. So uh,
3: Nice validation. Right? Yes, exactly. Right?
1: Uh, yep. Tony, who was uh, on that investigation as well, he said that there was conversations going on in that theater. Uh, and, you know, he's got the clear audio. The clear audience yep. gift that he has. Right. And he says there's conversation, and he has some uh, great EVPs on that as well. So hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll
3: have him bring some too. I'd like to hear them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, it just seems that the theaters... And maybe it's just uh, the people that have been involved in theaters in the past uh,
2: just love the place, I guess. You know? Well, they the hub of a town for so long. They're time. comforting, right?
3: Yeah. Theaters ex- in a way. Right, exactly. I'm not talking about movie theaters, but like the old uh, town theaters, they're kind of comforting in a way.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, you know? yep, definitely.
3: And it's always a positive thing in there. Yes. Like, yep. you know, because there's, there's plays, there's musicals, there's whatever. So yep. it's, it's nothing, uh, you know, people don't yep. die in the theaters and- no. You know, there's no no real tragedies yeah, the, that the, we know of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about uh, theatres and, and... A lot of theater. energy contained in them, right? Right. A lot of history. Yeah. So maybe those are... Uh, and, with, and the lot itself, the building itself, is, is the third one on that lot. Uh, the first one, I uh, <laughs> had a fire, the town... People burned it down. It uh, was during prohibition, and oh, they no. they, oh, ma- right. they made the rule that you know you couldn't drink unless you had a medical problem. So everybody was going into the hotels <laughs> and saying that oh I've got a sore neck oh here you go you know
2: <laughs> oh, we'd be God. fine.
1: But then the uh, the town decided to cut that off, and so they they went down and burned the place down. Oh jeez. And then the second one was built in there, and they actually put the fire department in there, but it had a fire and. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of crazy all stuff. All the firefighters are drunk. Yeah, but I I don't believe at all that uh anybody perished in any of the fires there, but uh, uh, this is the third building that was built in the 20s and uh so yeah. there's a lot of history on that property anyway. Yeah, exactly.
3: Very cool. We got kind of got away from this. You were talking about creatures. Yes. And monsters and Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. That might be a whole uh, podcast to itself. Right. But uh, John talked about that little thing that he saw crawling up the back of the chair. Right. Um, I have a story from, now my aunt and uncle used to live out near Acton, between Acton and uh, Rockwood. And that's like north of Milton area, Mm -hmm. in the Halton area. And they had a, uh, a home that they discovered... And it sounds like a Hollywood script that was on an, an old Indian burial ground. Hmm. And they used to have all sorts of things happen at their home. And, uh, I mean, I could tell stories all night just on this property, but, uh, my cousin who was their grandson, I can't tell you how old he was at the time. Cause I'm re- retelling the story, but he was sitting on the couch in the living room with my aunt and uncle, his grandparents. And I think it was at night getting, maybe getting ready for bed. And he looked on the coffee table and he could see a tiny little person looking out from behind a knickknack that was on the, the coffee table. And he said it was, it was a living thing. It wasn't a mouse. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, any kind of animal, but it was like a, a tiny little person and it kind of peeked out from him from behind this knickknack or candle or whatever. And he saw it. And he said he said to my aunt and uncle he goes what the heck is that and they knew it was there and they said oh don't worry about that just ignore it and you always hear stories about fairies and little people and and little sprites and that sort of thing and uh this i think i've only told john this story because like and that's the part of this podcast is you can share your stories with us, no matter how crazy they might seem. And that's why we're telling them to you. And that's yes, and that's why we're telling them to you. But I remember driving up Highway Twenty Five from Milton towards Acton. And at the top of the escarpment I looked over on my left, and it was it was around three or four in the afternoon, beautiful sunny day. And I looked over on my left and I could see a man. And he looked like he was maybe foot and a half, two two feet tall, Mm -hmm. standing in the ferns, like in the ditch. And it was all forest. He was wearing like what looked like a a leather vest, almost like a deer hide vest. He had black hair. He had a receding hairline and he looked right at me and I kind of had to look ahead of me for, you know, I'm driving. And I looked back and he was gone. Wow. And I can still see that thing, that person, clear as day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I never told anyone this story. You're the second person I'm telling in our audience as well. Right. Because it was always so bizarre to me. Yeah. Because I kinda, I was like, well, that's your imagination. It was the shadows. It was the, the way the branches, this and that. But I could see the guy's eyes. <laughs> I could see his wow. everything. And uh, John just was telling me recently about uh, a Dutch lady who was seeing creatures on her
2: on her farm on her farm and she actually created a business called the Tompton treasures mm. and she made puzzles about the little people that inhabited right. her property
1: yes these
3: little yep. fairies or gnomes or whatever yeah and uh, you know uh, we're, we're, we can't always talk about ghosts i right. guess <laughs> mm-hmm. right so we're gonna delve into yeah probably some ufo stuff and some Cryptozoology, Bigfoot stuff. (laughs) Who knows? But uh, you know, you'd gotten, you'd started talking about little creatures earlier, and I kind of got all excited, and we got sidetracked. And uh, yeah, but but, I uh, I do
1: know too that uh, when uh, I was living in in Kitchener Waterloo area, and uh, there was, I worked at a bowling center in downtown Waterloo, and the ladies that used to come and clean there, they were from Newfoundland, and they were. Telling me stories about the little people that they used to play with the the little little people back in Newfoundland. Back in Newfoundland. Yeah. Wow. So you know, and she they always you know said, "Oh, you you think we're crazy?" But she said, "No these these are real, right?" She said, wow. "We used to go back in the fields and find them and play with them." Yeah. As kids, right? So I was like, "Well, okay."
2: So there you go, faction. There's tons of stories, and we know you got them. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear them. That's Gotta true. hear them.
1: That's right, and that uh, you can uh, get a hold of us once again. Phantom Faction at Outlook.com. I think we will uh, wrap up the uh, episode three. Uh, get a hold of us. Phantom Faction at Outlook.com. Thank you once again, Dan, John. Thank you. Thank you. See you in episode four.
0: Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at PhantomFaction at outlook.com.